everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. Okay, we're live. Oh, yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first topic. This is the first topic podcast of round four, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I think, I feel like each round we get further and further down the line before we get on top of the questions enough to actually do topic podcasts. I know. Um, So now we have one one week left. (laughs) Here's the first topic. Um, And obviously, the topic next week will likely be because we don't have any gap between accountability Christmas and round five. between round four and accountability Christmas so that's probably going to be the topic (laughs) for everybody although we do need to do one on low carb yes and I love that question today about um grams of carbohydrates and grams of water storage it was great so yeah we will do that but um okay so to kick this topic off uh we are basically talking about women who work in our industry and the mainstream media and mainstream kind of market um and I'm going to talk about some of the things that I've seen heard and come up against obviously everybody saw my story post yesterday but let's give um context to people that didn't see it oh well okay so basically we do we're recording series three of the podcast now it will be out either next week or the week after we're just we're looking for the right person to launch it with normally we launch it with James but now we have couples quarantine it's kind of lost its magic poor James so I'm looking for a different person to launch with this season um, and I'm trying to figure that out we've already recorded all the women we need some men um, so isn't it funny how I make an effort to try and make it equal um, so basically yesterday my uh, producer messaged me and said that he had reached out to Next and he felt a bit awkward sending me their response but he thought it was important that I read it um, so that I kind of understood that where the market was he'd reached out to them to sponsor it And their response was, they loved the idea in theory, but the truth of the matter was, is that James and I do a a couples podcast called Couples Quarantine. And some of my answers on Couples Quarantine to the listener questions are extremely controversial and off-putting. No, they're not. I'm sorry, they're just not. Like, I don't really say... The only thing that's controversial about the stuff that I say is that I'm honest. That's pretty much it. That's where I draw the line. I'm not really... I think, like, it's your opinion... You know, it, these yeah. aren't like factual things. It's not like you're saying like, anything, I don't know, if it was something about like, oh, vaccines don't work or like something that's like dangerous to people, then yeah, but if your opinion on something, no yeah. one has to take it. And if they're asking you the question, then they want your opinion and you're giving your honest opinion. Right. And so an example would be someone being like, oh, my boyfriend's just cheated on me and I don't know whether I should forgive him or leave. And I'll be like, well, you know, it happens sometimes. We're all human. Um, you can forgive him and, and move on and still have a wonderful relationship. Or if you're not the kind of person who can move on from that kind of thing, you're probably just going to have six months of hell before you realize you should have left six months ago. That's the kind of answer I give. It's not controversial whatsoever. Like, and it, like Emma said, in it's opinion. Agree with it, disagree with it. I don't fucking care. Don't listen to the podcast. Mm. This, it's not and I think the whole point of it as well is that you talk through both options. Like, are you the kind of person that does this? Do you want to change being that kind of person? Or... 
it, are you just going to have to leave? Like it, you're giving people options like, and you can say what resonates more with you or what you think would be best in your situation. Obviously, you don't know the ins and outs of cheating. And when someone says cheating, it could be like he's texted another girl or like <laughs> liked a girl's photo on Instagram. Or it could be something much more like concrete yeah. than that. Exactly, like it's nuanced, and we say like constantly throughout couples quarantine, we're not therapists. We're really hesitant to tell you what to do with your relationship. We literally marker every episode of that because we're not fucking therapists, and we are hesitant to tell you what to do. <laughs> but it's a funny, tongue-in-cheek entertainment podcast. It's not controversial. I think since we talk about poo, like <gasps> oh god, in one episode, or like you know, like I don't know, oral sex. <gasps> it's like shut the fuck up. It's not controversial. It's real life. Like what the anyway fine so that was the first part of it which annoyed me enough but it was the second part of it that really got got my like heckles up and it basically said chloe we don't think that our brand fits with chloe's message um hang on what was it let me say it word for word because i don't want to get it wrong and i have the quote um because she encourages she she encourages her her followers to beat themselves up and better themselves in terms of becoming thinner. Now, everybody who knows me, my my podcast, Emma and my EC method coaching, uh, online coaching business, my fo- like my followers, the listeners of my podcast, my book readers, they all know that that is fucking far and away from what I preach and what I coach. But, and I know what's happened here they've seen before and afters on my page. They've seen me talk about fat loss and they've said, well, she does not preach body acceptance to women. And that's what our brand want to preach because that's new and that's woke and that's important. And she is going against this wave of body acceptance and feminism. She's the enemy. So the answer is no. And this annoys me for a fucking multitude of reasons of which I have written down. but this is what's happened. And so there's there's the background. Emma, I'll let you intercept here before I go on my little rant. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to say too much on this because I just think what you have to say is really important. But I will say that, like, it, 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 like, it angers me a bit because you see, I know, they're obviously just taking things at face value. And then mm-hmm. even what you put up, which, like, you will have taken two seconds to find, was, like, just mm-hmm. scroll through our group. And it's, like, I feel yep. so much better my body I've never felt this way before and it's all about how you feel and barely anything about how people look and we constantly telling people like we spend most of the podcast saying we can't tell you what your goal should be we would never tell you to lose fat like and also in the nicest possible way we couldn't give two shits what you look like if you came to us and you were like I love my bingo wings and I like having a muffin top we'd be like fuck great like bang on yeah absolutely fantastic how do you feel how's your health and how do you feel like that's all we really care about and for a lot of people and honestly the majority of people like like being quite lean feels good your body moves well you're functioning well you've got a lot of energy like I'm not talking about abs lean but not having a hell of a lot of body fat to carry around feels good and that's but that isn't the end that isn't the goal it's like a byproduct of the goal oh look you're feeling better you're fueling your body better you're not overeating you're not binge eating you're not emotionally eating oh look you've lost weight because of that that wasn't like that's not the sole purpose of it but the fact that you feel better has resulted in you losing weight yeah and 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 I say this in here and I'll I'll read it in a minute but the two are intrinsically linked and 
this it's weird there's a big um kind of wave of denial happening in the mainstream media about what it actually feels like to be a woman mentally and physically um in and 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 that wave of denial is basically engulfing um positive change in health and fitness and positive change for women all under the guise of we've been told what we should look like long enough and we're not going to do it anymore and i said this in my stories and i'll say it again now it is not all about how you look and the irony of this whole situation is that they are making it all about how we look but professionals who work in health and fitness are if they're good if they're any good and certainly me and emma fall into this bracket do not fucking make it all about how you look. We make it all about how you feel, how you perform, how healthy you are, your longevity of life. I mean, the list is endless. And if you want to look good, if you choose that, we do not tell you this is how you should look. You tell us, I want to look like this. And as professionals who are being paid, we help you get there. It's that fucking simple. Everybody else is making it all about how the woman looks, not us. And it's just ridiculous. So It's so strange that things have turned now. Like, it's two ends of the ex- like extreme. And both of them are negative. So now it's like yeah. there are people who do want to change a bit, but feel like guilty about changing. Like yes. there are people who I think it's especially like influencer type people. And I even know that like Amelia sort of straddles the bodybuilding and the the body acceptance world. So I think she gets yeah. quite a lot of kickback on this. But like when she diets, some people will be like, why do you feel like you need to do that to need your to body? Diet. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah because yeah. people's connotations with dieting is like, you're starving yourself or it's yeah. something horrible it's a horrible experience and that isn't what it needs to be like and no. I th- and I think it, it's that it's the lack of education from people like whoever's writing to it next that needs to change rather than your actions or like how you're perceived by people it's like that that needs to change not I think it's the diet culture it is it, and it's, it's the assumption problem, like... that that's what we're promoting and it is it's absolutely not true <laughs> it's so interesting as well and, and I will touch on this again in my rant my four page rant which I've written down don't worry it's in a sharpie so it's like not really four pages um they rant as I much remember, as you want okay I remember when I released my second book was it my second or my third my second book and there is a female celebrity and we share a lot of followers in fact I would venture to guess that all of my followers follow her she has more followers than me so <laughs> she's doing better annoyingly no 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 it's not all about how many followers you have and I think that you can get so caught up in that and I and I think it's much harder for someone like you because you straddle like the celeb and fitness world right but like the amount of people that you help like irrelevant of your following is so many more people than I think a lot of people with huge followings who are just putting out like a free workout here and there it's not the same as coaching people and it's you don't not. know the business behind a lot of these people. It's like, oh, yeah, I sell this, like, three-pound ebook to my millions of followers. But, like, they're not getting very much from that. And and they they're probably not making very much from that either. Exactly. Well, okay, so... So I remember it's my second book and this this girl, I wouldn't even, I would not call her a competitor, but I suppose the mainstream market would call her my competitor. She was also promoting a book and she was basically saying to everybody, you don't need to diet. You don't need to diet, 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 diet. And I was like, when we talk about diet as professionals, she's not qualified, obviously. <laughs> anyway, when we talk about diet, we talk about dietary intake. We're talking about food. We're talking about your diet. Right. And again, 
it is so misinformed and misguided and just speaks volumes about how uneducated the mainstream is here that they see the word diet and they're like, oh, no, absolutely not. Women feel great. So you know what? You know, yeah, without do you know where the word diet comes from? It's the Greek for a way of life. Like it's sure it's like yeah. dietitia or some crap. I don't know. But the <laughs> meaning of it is a way of life. Like when we yeah. talk about your diet, it doesn't necessarily mean a calorie deficit. Like your yeah, diet it's your can... diet. Yeah, it's, it's diet what you intake. eat. <laughs> yeah. And they've just taken this thing, like how they just put protein on everything. And they're like, this is great. Like, don't diet, have protein, you know, whatever. Right. So I'm just going to read this rant. Yeah, that go I've the rant. Because I was going to do it all off the cuff, but you know how I get, I get like a trip myself up. Well, also, even I think there's some really good points that need, like, need to be said. And I think it's always annoying when you get to the end of a podcast, and you're like, oh, there was that one thing I really want to say. So yeah, go. Yeah. Okay, so I've written, I learned early on when I got my very first book deal that the mainstream market did not want women to write actual diet and training plans. That space was reserved for male PTs and male authors. Women in this industry had to be, and I quote, lifestyle. Direct quote, heard multiple times. Get up, drink your smoothie, meditate, go for a run. Do the body coach's plan. Have a vegan meal once a day to help with the environment. This is the shit that publishers and the mainstream media want women to be writing. No, no, don't tell us how to train. Don't tell us what to eat. Just tell us how to be happy. Okay, fine. So why? Why is this a thing? Because women in the industry telling other women, quote unquote, how to look, which isn't what any of us are doing at all, um shames other women out of self-acceptance it looks like we're saying look like me women it is gross and off-putting I got my book deal but it took me three go-arounds before I was allowed to write a weightlifting book why because and I quote another direct quote women don't want to lift weights huh who knows this market better who knows the market better here Five women in an office who've never gone to the gym or two women sat right here who have been working with other women on their body image for near enough a decade. Who knows the market better? Oh, God forbid it's us. No, no, you're right. Women don't want to lift weights. Okay. I got shit for saying this from my friend who is a male professional online, a man who has no understanding of what it's like being a female health and fitness professional. And this is what it is like. Unless you are a female celebrity or reality star, the mainstream media do not want to touch you in the world of health and fitness. If you are a qualified and active female coach, you are seen as to be telling women how to look and more than that, to look like you do. This leaves the space wide open for qualified men to thrive and qualified women to be considered gross and female celebrities to be considered relatable. Next, back full circle to my point yesterday have size six models all over their website modeling both clothes and active wear which is absolutely fine i said this to emma on my voice note models have beautiful bodies they're genetically they look like gazelles i mean it's a joke like it's beautiful it's absolutely fine but it's interesting that next only consider it fine if you are born a size small god forbid that you end up being a size 16 and you decide that you're not happy and you're not healthy, and you want to work to become a size 10. No, 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 no. This is when you need to learn to love and accept your body. 
Mental and physical health are intrinsically linked. How many more times do we have to be told this or learn this? Your physique looking better is a byproduct. But also, let's be honest, shock horror, I'm really sorry if I offend anyone, but a lot of us have a goal of looking better. And that is fine because like it or lump it, that's the way of the fucking world. Why is it considered normal for men to want to look muscly, to have chest, to have a biceps, but women, no, no, no women, you sit down and accept your body. Why do you think we have to get James Haskell to sit on the EC method and give everybody tough love? Why? Ask, answer it, why? Because if Emma and I do it, everyone will go, oh, she's a horrible woman. She's making you feel so bad. Now, we might be projecting this. This might not be the case at all. But this is what Emma and I have learned and been taught from the, basically the widest circle of our industry. We get James on here to give you a lot of tough love because he's a man. And if he says it, it's almost like there's six degrees of separation. And you'll say, oh, oh, he's right. I should get my shit together. But Emma and I can't. Now, again, we might be projecting. But this is projecting based on years of learned feedback. So that was my four page rant. I think I've said everything and I'm out. <laughs> that was amazing. I think the projection thing's really interesting point. And mm. it is interesting. Like, I do feel like we had to get James on to do that. And I had some feedback on my, like someone just decided they wanted to tell me that they found me um, harsh and abrasive. Which, I, like, and Dad, I genuinely... What, what happened here? Give me some background here. What? No, th- th- just came out of the blue. He's just like, I've been meaning to message you for a while. Weird. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> but, and, and do you know what? It wasn't a horrible message. He was like, he did kind of contradict himself. Like he called me abrasive and then loved that I just wanted the best for people which is basically the opposite of being abrasive which means not really caring what people like how you impact people but anyway like I and I kind of get his point to an extent like I'm not harsh or abrasive but I am very to the point and I think most women aren't to the point like most women sort of like dance around things or they'll especially on Instagram like it's gonna be yeah they're apologetic or there's a lot of fluff that comes with the information. Whereas like, if I have something to say on a story, like I will just say it and then end. Like, I'm not like, hi guys, like this is how my day has been. And this is what I'm doing later. And I hope you're all having a lovely day. And then like 30 seconds in, I get to the point. I'm just like, hi, I have this thing I want to say. Here it is. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And that is not a very female trait. And you have to ask yourself, it's obviously not genetic. We're not born like, oh, I'll just, maybe I'll just ease my way into this and not offend it. no. Because every single time a woman speaks out or is loud or is honest, she's like, oh, she's gobby. Oh, she's a bit chatty Cathy. Oh, she's a bit much. Oh, I don't like her. Why are we taught to be meek and meager? I don't understand this. Yeah. And it's like when a man is confident, he's confident. And when a woman is confident, she's cocky and like arrogant. (laughs) And and when a man is, I don't know, frustrated, it's like, oh, he knows what he wants. Where it's like a woman is just like, emotionally like she, oh she doesn't understand her emotions she can't control her emotions like it, there's there's definitely a sort of like different way of looking at things or, or way, way that people perceive men and women and how they should yeah. be and I had a lot yeah. of replies to that with people being like that's just misogyny like it, it and then I was like that is actually quite interesting like I because it I'm sure I am like I'm quite to the point but if a man was like that, like, I don't think anyone would bat an eyelid, but they notice it in me because I'm a woman and it's not like, quote unquote, normal for a woman. I would say that you are one of the, out of every single coach that I can think of that's successful and a bit mainstream, you are one of the kindest 
most compassionate coaches there are. However, the caveat to that is that you are fucking direct as well. So like, I would say that I'm slightly aggressive. I would say that you're very direct and that we're all different. Everybody's different, but it's just so interesting that as a woman, it's off-putting. It's considered off-putting. And is it? Is it actually considered off-putting or is it that we're just being told that it is? I don't fucking know because I don't find it off-putting when Emma's like, do this. I like it. I want to be led. Like I'm, you know, and, and this is what I really struggle with. You know, the emotional thing. Yes, women are more emotional. Nobody's denying that. Why is that a bad thing? I'm sorry, but everybody I know who is qualified in the world of mental health says that being in touch with your emotions and knowing how to articulate your emotions, how to communicate your emotions and also reading those emotions in others is nothing but a fucking good trait to have socially, professionally, like emotionally. Why is it considered a negative thing? I, I have no fucking idea. Um, and I honestly, like, I said this to Emma and, and, and I'll, I'll say it again now. This is not the first time that I've been told this. This is not the 10th time I've been told this and this won't be the last time I've been told it. But and I'm the more so glad it doesn't like change you. you just to be exactly the same as everyone else because it would be so boring and you're right that most women in fitness it's like a seen not heard thing it's like oh here's she looks nice she's drinking her cup of herbal tea she's not saying anything too controversial she's not telling you to do anything like it's always just here's some vegan recipes if you want to use them you can use them like this is what I do and I think that's more portraying of like you should be like me because they're like I'm not actually qualified, but this is what I do in a day rather Mm -hmm. than, okay, let's find something that works for you because this is all Mm -hmm. about you as the client or as the person that wants to change. It's not really about us. Like it shouldn't actually matter what we look like or how pretty we are, how many followers we are, we have like anything like that. It should actually just be about the knowledge that we know and how we can apply that and how much we care as coaches. Exactly. And it's like, it's so interesting to me. And I've said this before, there's there's a female magazine out there you know and I'm not naming anybody because I don't want to piss anyone off I don't want to start a fucking war. I just want to say what I just want to talk my story I don't want to pull anyone into it and create a drama but there is a female magazine out there who will not shoot me and they come up with a million and one different excuses every time I have a book out and the main excuse that we always come back to is that I'm not relatable but they will consistently have reality stars who are in programs which basically essentially show off how much fucking money they have who are and always have been a size six. That is not achievable for 99.9% of women. What I do to my body is achievable for 99.9% of women, but they are relatable and I'm not. Why? It doesn't make sense. And it's it's absolutely maddening. And, and I could, you know, the amount of fucking TV shows I have turned down because I don't want to do it. I hate it. I hate it when James films me on Instagram and puts up. I feel so uncomfortable. I don't like it. It's not my space. But if I want to be successful in my career that I'm qualified in and I have experience in and I work my fucking ass off in, I have to go on TV. Fuck off. It's so boring. Sorry, I'm getting really hot up. I no, don't think good. I really like, let it all out. It. <laughs> so tell me about your experiences, Emma. What have you seen? What have you felt? What have you gone through where you feel this pushback maybe in a different context? I, I do think you have a way like way harder job of it than I do and I think like it's much easier because I can just sort of like I feel like I can just be myself and I wouldn't change that anyway but I do think that like definitely if you're more what what I think is interesting about what you're saying about maybe not being on the cover of certain magazines or especially if they're more mainstream and a lot of the time the 
response is almost like you'll make other women feel bad because you look good which I think is such a strange way to look at things as well that it's okay for some like probably unhealthily thin person to be up but if you're there with rippling muscles like when you're very lean like that's that's seen as like an unachievable thing for women and you make other women look bad because you look good and it's such a strange concept yeah that that we should be avoiding that yeah and really what we need to work on rather than like I'm sure there's two sides to this and I'm sure that having like I'm absolutely for having different sized women on on women's different sized women on covers Mm -hmm. and more in the media and not not just being this standard like thin woman that is always seen everywhere but I do think we need to take some responsibility for like how we perceive things as the general population and and not being so much like so influenced by the media and kind of realizing that there are these different shapes or that it has been airbrushed or yeah yeah it's just like I I love that and I'm not gonna lie every single time and I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm like what's the word like removed from reality (laughs) no I slightly am most of the time in my own mental head um every single time somebody comments on one of my posts or sends me a message or something and says nobody reads that shit anyway I'm like oh because you know I've been brought up in a household where anything that happened behind closed doors was not talked about because it wasn't just like you'd go to school and tell your friend oh this happened or that happened or you know we're going my and my family are going through this it was just a constant risk that it would be on the papers and a career would end and a family would be ashamed by the press, right? Sh- sorry, shamed by the press. And it was a constant thing in my house. And I, I so much so that I wasn't allowed to have people over unless I asked permission because my parents were always like, what if the parents come with them, which is fine. But then where do they go in the house? And how do we make sure that, you know, nobody's like snooping around? Because I grew up with people going through my bins every morning on my walk to school. They were just always there. And so I grew up kind of living in fear of the press and living kind of under the under the assumption that if I ever said anything about a paper that I didn't like, like the Daily Mail, I was that I was a target and I was about to get fucking ripped to shreds. And I grew up with this fear. And it, and I saw my friend Caroline. Ugh, I get really emotional about it, but like I saw her whole life fall apart at the hands of them. And it, I don't know why I'm going to get upset, but like, it was just so sad what happened to her. And she was such a good soul. And she was just so overwhelmed by it that she basically just, she just gave up. And, and it's really sad. And every time somebody tells me that they don't buy into the press, I feel like I can breathe a bit easier. And I feel like I can be a bit more honest. I'm sorry I got upset, but it was just really sorry. sad what happened. It's, and, it's you know, awful. And I think people forget like, that there's real people behind it like even stuff on yeah. the internet or like your like your words matter and especially mm-hmm. what's printed in the press and you think that everyone's looking at you and everyone else to most people that like is just like oh I'm reading my coffee oh someone like who obviously you don't know has done something and you kind of have a laugh at it but you forget that that's someone's life and that if that was yeah. your name in the paper or even all the stuff like people tweeting horrible things about how people look on the tv and stuff I'm like yeah obviously I can see from where I'm sitting I'm like that says more about the internet troll that has taken the time to go out of their day to go and post on the internet about how this girl looks like she's eaten too much the last couple of weeks like it's really fucking sad but then you forget that actually if you were sat there if I was sat there reading that about myself and you think everyone thinks that it's fucking awful and and most people not only is there the obvious bias of like 
even for us with coaching like we'll get literally hundreds of people telling us that we're doing an amazing job we've improved their life so much they've had a huge change and then we'll get one piece of negative feedback and that will sting like that's the one that we'll remember which is like sad when you have to kind of call yourself out on that but equally and I think there's also a bias of if you see if I see something on tv and I'm like oh so and so looks great at the moment I'm definitely not going to go online and be like I think she looks great but it's like but people will do that if they don't think they look great so there's like that negative bias as well that you're not seeing all the thousands of people that actually didn't even notice that x y and z happened or that you had a little bit of extra fat or whatever the comments were about no it's so true and it's and when you're swamped in it and and when it becomes so overwhelming i remember messaging her and saying like do not let this overwhelm you like you have to remove yourself from the situation it will blow over like it will die and 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 obviously you know obviously none of that really sunk in and and it's just and I know that this might maybe people might be like well we've gone a bit left of field here but it's not it's this whole kind of idea that um if you're kind of trying to make a difference if you're trying to do something that you're entitled to be torn down and uh, people can make wrong assumptions on you because they feel like that's the the gen pop opinion but the irony is is that it's the mainstream media and like I say like even the publishing world they are not reflective of the gen pop opinion at all they are just setting the wrong tone that people like Emma and I and then our clients all have to follow and it's not right and I actually think that we need to flip it on its head and people need to be the, the audience need to be much more outspoken now about what they want, what they what they truly feel um, is uh, uh, appropriate for them and marketable to them. And they need to kind of steer the market um, themselves because honestly, I know that everyone says, "Oh, you know, we respond to the market." I don't think that's true anymore. I think that people are that kind of the mainstream companies and mainstream media are setting the tone for the market. And again, I saw this. I've seen this in so many contexts and actually I think it's, it's time to change that but look, I, I don't know how on such a grand scale that would happen but I think I think it happens a little bit more now because you have like yeah yeah you've obviously got mainstream media but given like social media and the following that you have there and like the following that other celebrities and things have like you can really push your own narrative of things now in a way that yeah. you couldn't before like where maybe 10 years ago when people weren't as big on Instagram you wouldn't really have had a chance to respond to that like the next thing like yeah. it would have just yeah. been maybe writing an email back and like no one else would have really seen that or saw what was going on behind the scenes whereas now people who follow yeah. you know a little bit more and yeah. I think so people are people are so quickly to just like judge on the initial appearance of things like for example mm-hmm. like people that like, yeah well it's Rich and Judy's daughter she got a book deal because she knows someone else like no <laughs> she has an English <laughs> lit degree like it's not like someone's <laughs> ghost written a book for you and you've just like turned up on the cover and like, can you imagine if somebody tried to do that? Can you imagine what I would do? No, absolutely not. No. You'd be like, I just need to change one thing. <laughs> Every time Emma's like, let's collab on something. I'm like, written it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you're right. It, you are right. Now that everybody does have social media and everybody does have a voice, it's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing in the sense that, like I say, I think more people need to steer the mainstream market like the market needs to steer the mainstream as opposed to the other way around and I think you're right like social media has given that more of an opportunity or more of a, a vehicle to be able to do that 
But I also think that unfortunately, you know, back to what we were saying a few points ago, it's given people a vehicle to voice an opinion that makes other people and and it's, you know, it's an age old saying, making other people feel shit to make yourself feel better. And that is a problem of it. But Emma, you're completely right. You know, that we all have, we do have to look at the pros and cons of social media and the pros. Are, I mean, guys, can I just say thank you all so much, EC Method people, for like all the things that you've written under my posts. If some of you going as far as to email thank Next. Thank you. Funniest thing. Sending me like your things that you've gone through with Next. I even had an ex-employee from Next saying that when they worked there, they gained about five stone. <laughs> And when they left, they uh, started a health and fitness plan and dropped it all. They were like, it's just really ironic to me. <laughs> it's like, it's hilarious. But I really appreciate all of your um, support and love. And it feels really good because, yeah, some, like I say, you know, sometimes when you're getting it from all angles, you forget that actually there are people out there who like what you do. So thank you for reminding me of that. It really helped. Good. And and I think um, the group's been hilarious the last day as well. I mean, but it, it, it's interesting, like, how if you think about like how we would ever change this because you're still getting like these celebrities and then women are looking up to them like being very very much vanilla not really saying very much just being the face of things without saying it as I said in fitness like seen but not heard so much and like it's hard to push back from that because then other women like the next generation are looking up at that and it's like a vicious cycle of oh that's what I'm meant to be so that's what I'll be as opposed yep. to like we need women <clears throat> at the top who are speaking who are there for yeah. educational reasons or who are there to like rock the boat a little bit or say something controversial and then they're yeah. not being portrayed by the media as aggressive and instead they're like <sighs> outspoken and they're well educated and they know what they're talking about and they're there as an expert as opposed to they're there because their boyfriend's a PT or like because they managed yeah. to lose a bit of weight or because they're the face of some new supplement company. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And it's, it, it's interesting how all it takes is somebody with a, with a genetically, a woman, sorry, with a genetically gifted body and fair play. Cause you know, I would love that, <laughs> um, you know, standing there in a bikini drinking a, a green juice to basically beat people like Emma who is a scientist, who is a qualified professional, who has a shit ton of client experience and knows exactly what she's talking about, someone who I've looked up to for years now, beat her to the cover of Women's Health magazine. Why? What are you saying? Like, what do you stand for? I don't, it's really sad and it's really frustrating, but I have to say, just to give this again some positivity, seeing some of the feedback that I got from my post, because you post shit like that and you know you're going to get yeah. it in the neck. Like you just, you're like, here we go. If I say it, I have to be ready for a war. I literally haven't had one negative response, not one. And I'm like, wow, from social media. So I have to stop being such like, you know, a Sally Sourpuss and be like, actually, like, this is great. Like we're moving in the right direction and celebrate yeah. that. And I think it, it's probably going to have to come from us in many respects in that, mm-hmm. Like there's, there was a study I was talking about yesterday with Amelia and it was showing women who apply for jobs need to have ticked off. Like if you were going to apply for a job, you need to have every single piece of criteria. You're like, right, they've asked for this, this and this. I need to tick all these off. Men will apply for the same job at 60% of like these tick boxes. Hmm. And you're like, it, it's the kind of lack of I don't know if it's always a lack of confidence, but it's just thinking that you're not good enough. I think there needs to be more women like taking the next steps. And to some extent, we're in control of that. Although that 
you know, people will argue that that's been like bred into us through years and years of this is your role as a woman. But it like the, all this stuff definitely does exist. And when I started talking about it yesterday, <clears throat> I got um, I got a few uh, messages back, which were just I was just like, this is just the problem. Like yeah. someone was like, the majority of people who work in HR are women, so I don't believe the gender pay gap exists because they wouldn't let that happen. <laughs> The majority of people in America that voted for Donald Trump were women in the first election. That's, so that's put that in your scary. pipe and smoke it. A man who is is on record for saying that <laughs> women love it when you grab them by the pussy got voted by women. And then they went out there, they went to one of the rallies, I think it was in Florida, and they said to this woman, this one woman, I swear to God, I would have punched her right there on the spot, right? Why do you think that um, that uh, Donald Trump is better suited to lead this country than 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 Clinton, Hillary Clinton would have been. And she was like, can you imagine a woman leading this country with our emotions? I wouldn't trust a woman to do it. I'm a woman, I wouldn't do it. We, I mean, we're crazy one week, one week of the month. And I'm like- That's I, the problem. Like, That's, but this poor woman is just brainwashed and conditioned to think like this. And I've, I've seen this in real life. And obviously I'm not gonna say who, what, when, where, why, but. I know women of an older generation who have said to me, Chloe, it's unattractive that you lift weights. It's unattractive that you could pick that up and put that in the boot of the car. Look at your legs. It's unattractive. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Amelia actually is on the podcast. And she made such a good point. She was like, look, I like, I like, you know, having a good physique. And I also like not caring so much about my physique, you know, and and I, I she talks about straddling that line. She's like, but it my brain does often come back back around to we are taught as women to look tiny and petite and small and sit down. Why? Why? Like, what if you're like Amazonian, like you're a model, but that's it. Like, I mean, it just doesn't, it's just ridiculous. Like, oh, it, it does get really, really old and everything bleeds into each other. And I know some people be like, wait, when did we come onto this? How did we get to that? And I'm telling you now as someone who does straddle the line between the mainstream media, the mainstream market and the actual coaching market, this is a huge prevalent problem and has been for ages and it is changing. Emma's right. And yeah, I, need to be I think it, but it, you're completely right. Like it does like cross all these lines. Even if you look at things like, I don't know, say you, you are a celebrity and it shows that like, I mean, God forbid, right. This obviously won't happen. But if you cheated on James, you would be portrayed to be like the most awful person in. The, oh yeah. You know, whereas it's almost slightly different for a man or like maybe not like cheating is quite bad but if you were sleeping with loads of different guys you're painted to be this like slut like oh what her family must be so ashamed of her blah 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 look at her what shame I wonder what happened to her if it was a man like if it was James and you went together it would be like player yeah what what a lad oh isn't he such a lad you'd be like the guy's guy like oh i wish i could be more like him it's ridiculous yeah. it's ridiculous and it, it would also just be like well what do you expect he's a rugby player and women throw themselves at him and men can only control themselves for so long but like she's a fucking whore oh my god i'm like any day my affair will happen i say it to him all the time he's like fuck off um what was i gonna say also like an interesting thing just an interesting thing to touch on here is anybody who does listen to couples quarantine will have heard um salma el wadani who is a, a Muslim feminist who I love, and she came on. And we talked a lot about feminism and, and oh, the double standards that still apply. And I love her. She's great. But she's so female, pro-female body acceptance, and obviously doesn't work in our industry and doesn't 
maybe know so much about you know science and physiology and all those things and she did a post the other day being like sweating women I've just gone for my run and I'll tell you right now it was not worth it you sit down on that sofa and you eat your cake and full circle to what I was saying but she means well she thinks that she's saying to women don't punish yourself enjoy it relax you're all good she doesn't understand that like immediate gratification now means you're gonna have some fucking problems down the line so you better suck it up and take care of your body now you better right she didn't realize that and I understand that but I was like uh, do you I know what don't... the problem there is though it's her like I did a podcast about this and it's about intent so the reason that she went for a run was to punish herself yeah, like exactly. she's going for a run for negative reasons whereas yeah. if you're going for a run because you're like I, I want to feel good like running is immediate gratification as well you realize like as in like you yeah. get the same endorphin rush that you would I mean it's slightly different but you, that you would from eating yeah. chocolate like yeah. it's the same kick in, in terms yeah. of improving your mood immediately yeah but but she's coming at it from such a negative headspace and I think she has absolutely no idea that exercise can be enjoyable and she's obviously That's had no it, experience yeah. of that which is a shame and like I'm sure there is a form of exercise that she would enjoy that she hasn't found yet running is not for everyone not yeah. everyone enjoys running I Agreed. hate running no yeah, I, I don't like running but some people absolutely love it and it's like the yeah. best part of their day and I think even people who do love it can fall into the trap of like there, there's, I guess, a bit of a continuum where you're like, oh, I run every day. That means I have to run every day. And as soon as you tell yourself you have to run every yeah. day, you don't enjoy it as much. And I think like that's a trap a lot of people fall into. But as soon as you flip that into I get to run every day and actually I'm going to take the pressure off myself. But, I'm, but that actually probably means I'm going to do it even more because I feel like I don't have to. I'm doing it because I want to. And it's in my choice to do that. But it seems to me, and I think this is the case with a lot of people with the same sort of views as her, like telling people that, you know, they don't need to do this. It's like, yeah, no one's telling you you need to do it, but it's an option that's there. And actually it's quite enjoyable if you don't pile the pressure on and if you're not doing it, if you're not forcing yourself to do it. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Nailed it. Nailed it. And again, it's like everybody else is making it about how you look but we're not like good people are are trying to steer away from that and it's almost like I wouldn't talk about religion because I'm not religious at all and I get really angry with James when he you know goes off on his spiel I'm like stop because you don't understand what you're talking about you don't know how many people need this and are having a wonderful life because of it stop it I don't speak on that and I hate and I know that other people be like well the two are really different they're not don't speak on health and fitness if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and it's t- yeah, it's it, yeah. It, I'm sorry that this whole podcast is basically one joke. But I like, yeah, do, do you think she understands the risks of being obese? I think she understands that probably, and this is what I would say for the again the mainstream market: being obese is a bad thing. <laughs> mm. I don't think anybody really understands what happens before you even get to that point. What happens once you're at that point, and what happens thereafter? Because, right, have they studied? Do they know anything about yeah, the body? Well, I mean... this is what, like, it kind of gets me as well. Like, not just the physiological, which obviously we've spoken about before. And, like, I mean, I could speak for hours and hours about. But at the side that I need slightly less about, like, there is so much research to show that obese people struggle more with their mental health. So if you're saying... Oh, of course. And, I yeah. mean, maybe part of that is because they feel... I mean, I don't think it is this, but maybe that part of it is because they feel a guilt or a shame around their weight. And if they were more accepting of and that, that would improve thing. their mental health. But equally, what would improve their physical and mental health 
is exercising more. And I think exercise mm-hmm. isn't promoted enough. Like most Agreed. people are like diet, 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 and people hate dieting. Prob- like almost definitely because they're not doing it right. They're being way over restrictive. They think it's going to be awful and hell and their previous experience has taught them that so they're scared Mm. of that word but even if you just Mm. start with let's move more and even if you're someone who's sedentary and you're overweight and you just start moving more you don't lose any body fat whatsoever you have done yourself the world of good for your health like it's not all about weight loss and I think yeah that, that we get painted with the brush of oh you just want everyone to have a transformation photo not true we love it when they do because ironically and again everyone else thinks it's all about how they look but obviously then you guys on the ec method will know that within the first four weeks you're like oh actually it's about so much more than that and chloe and emma don't give a shit how i look but the reason why we have to start with that is because that's what everybody else fucking cares about it's what we call clickbait to get you guys in the door you know how to lose belly fat with emma and i've spoken about doing a, a topic pod on this get be like ha we got you here's how you lose body fat and it's like, it's not, it's so ridiculous that we have to, we have to play these games because you're setting the tone. Let us set the tone and uh, all this pressure will be taken off. And exactly what Emma said about obesity, we say, to, you know, there is a feeling, and I, I know this, I've had clients this, of helplessness, of hopelessness. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, I've failed. This is it. I accept it. This is it. I'm miserable. I don't like how I look. I don't like how I feel. And I accept it. We say, no, you can do it. You can, and we will help you. Like, and this is what we're saying to everybody, everybody, obese or not, you can and we will help you. But it's being interpreted by, and I'm sorry, again, not everybody, but by some mainstream fucking morons as us being like, you shouldn't look like that. No, you're misinterpreting what we're saying. And it's it's annoying that we have to fight this battle, but fuck it. Like, you know, I love a rant. So at least I get... <laughs> Well, I think that was an amazing podcast. I think people will find it useful. I hope people will find it useful. And I hope it makes you all think. And I hope you all, you know, but to be fair, you guys have already shown me. We're preaching the converted. Yeah. But if you feel like you know someone who is in that headspace, maybe it's like work colleagues or your mom or something, send them the podcast. Yeah, and let them hear me cry. I thought this is the second fucking podcast I've cried on this week. The second one. Pathetic. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening and thank you for being so compassionate and supportive and keep doing that for each other. And I love that you did it for your coach for once. It's great. Oh, we all love you. Yay!